Hey everyone, welcome back to Survive HR. We're so excited that you've decided to listen to our podcast today. We are, uh, we're very blessed that you guys are here listening to our podcast. I am Kelly Shive, joined here by my co-host. That's I'm where you would Steve now. Good job. Yeah, Good hey, job. I'm Steve now. I'm Steve now. I, can, I, can, I can do that much right. And hey, you know something, Kelly? We have really made it into the big time. You know, I've been saying that for a while, but... Um, we were you know, wrong we until then. Lots, yeah, we were basically wrong until then. But we've hit it the big time because we have somebody that's nationally known, a speaker, an author, a PhD. I mean, there's nothing this woman hasn't done. She owns her own business. She's, uh, you know, and we, you know, I'm very happy about having Nika White with us today. Yes, I met Nika a long, long time ago and had no idea who I was actually meeting. So super excited that you're here and joining us today. Welcome to our podcast. I am so super excited to be here. It is a pleasure. So thank you, Steve. And thank you, Kelly, for having me. Yes, absolutely. So, so, so Nika, we're, we're on Zoom. We're in quarantine for the uh -huh. seven millionth day in a row. <laughs> Um, that way. <laughs> I always give the disclosure that I'm in quarantine with my five young babies. So um, at any moment, any of them could come busting here and on like cereal. Um, so, so with that being said, full disclosure to Nika and full disclosure to the audience. And Steve, you don't need any disclosure because you know that this is my reality. So, um, so seven millionth day in quarantine, but starting to slowly trickle out, Nika and. And you do a ton of work. I mean, goodness gracious, you do tons of work in a lot of different spaces. Give us your thoughts on what we should be looking for. What are the hot topics as we start to trickle out of this COVID-19 quarantine world? I would love to. So first and foremost, I have to ask this question. How are you, Kelly? And how are you, Steve? Kelly, you go first. And I, I always take the time to ask this question because it's such an important question these days. And we really need to pause and be willing to hear how others are thinking and feeling. So how are you doing? I am tired. Thank you for your transparency. Yeah, right. Steve, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I think the, you know, it's interesting, Nika, because I think a lot of people, and Kelly and I, uh, which most of our listeners know, we have complete opposite personalities. She's a very outgoing person. I'm more of an introverted person. And so being confined like, like this, uh, although it has some definite drawbacks, it's not as bothersome to me, perhaps, as it would be to somebody that's more extroverted and needs the interaction with people uh, you know, on a, on a more face-to-face -face basis. Um, so I'm, I'm surviving, but I will admit that working from home and trying to, I'm finding myself just inundated. I was complaining to Kelly before the show started that, that, uh, I have, I think 615 emails right now, and I just can't get myself out of the, the, right. the email, um, mess that I'm in right now. But thank you for asking. No, you're very welcome, and um, and I, I appreciate your response. And Kelly, I'm hoping that you're going to find some ways to, you know, yield to the self-care that's so necessary, and be able to get that rest that you so deserve and that you so need. Um, so anyway, but I always like to start that way because as we talk about what organizations are going through right now as it relates to this global crisis, empathy and compassion uh, is so important, and I think that. Prior to COVID-19, as we are encountering each other, it's commonplace to just say, how are you doing? 
but not necessarily to be in a position where you want people to give you the full transparency of, of what they're feeling and what they're dealing with. And I think that it, it creates an opportunity for all of us to really lean in to um, that question and pause and take time to really receive what the other person is saying. And so what I'm seeing right now in this space as it relates very specifically to the, um, the global crisis is that employers right now are starting to shift towards recovery mode. And with that in mind, um, it's incredibly important because the economic downturn has impacted so much, and so I get it. But what I'm also trying to amplify is that employers must mitigate speed as one of the worst enablers of bias, as we are making really rapid decisions, um, changes to the way in which we work, um, the way in which we're trying to define our new normal. And if we aren't careful, then we are going to miss opportunities to lead inclusively, which I think is so important right now for our organization. And so that's, that's really the crux of um, what I'd like to talk about today is, is how do we help those organizations to pause and think more intently about ways in which they can capitalize on um, you know, the knowledge and the expertise of, of, of their leaders to really try to create meaningful experiences and align with um, what their employers, employees are dealing with right now. That is so, that's I mean, so good. Like, like so good. <laughs> Big, like so, Nika, I'm I'm probably your biggest offender of someone who's constantly moving ahead, moving very quickly, moving, 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 moving. So, so talk to us about what you think employers need to be doing. So there's there's lots of things I think employers need to be doing. So I'll try to hit on the ones that I think are most relevant and would be practical because again, I know that we're moving really fast right now. The first thing is we're going to have to make sure that organizations are continuing to think very intentional about driving diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, even in despite of the increased responsibilities. And I say increased responsibilities because right now I know that a lot of organizations have their DEI function housed within the HR department, right? But this is a time for some of those organizations to think about shifting the ownership of DEI from HR because they're really busy right now, right? I mean, they're working on all of these different plans to try to get people in the right places. And so maybe shifting that ownership of DEI from HR onto the business leaders and managers would be a really good opportunity and something to consider. As I mentioned before, HR professionals right now are balancing a lot, which may cause the work of DEI to receive less attention. And this is the time to amplify diversity, equity, and inclusion, not to diminish it in any way at all. And so I think this means that leaders and the organizations need to become the marketers for diversity, equity, and inclusion. The way that we tell the story and we talk about the value of DEI is important. And it's time for us to start making the case of DEI in a new way because it is evolving um, along with what's happening right now, of course, relevant to COVID-19. The other thing that organizations need to think about as we move towards recovery is um, increasing the, the level and the appetite for technology and the accessibility of technology. You have to ensure that staff, um, they have the technology to do their work and do it effectively. You know, the hardware, the computers, the infrastructure, um, the wireless access and capabilities. We know that that's a challenge for a lot of people these days. And, and even the ability to um, have the knowledge base to use all of the, the technology um, effectively during this heightened remote work period. Because while we are working towards getting everybody back to work, 
back to work is not necessarily going to look like on day one, having everybody physically back into the office. And so that's an important point. I mentioned a moment ago that right now is a great opportunity to maximize the employee experience. And when I talk about the employee experience, I'm specifically thinking about the intersection of an employee's expectations, their environment, and the events that shape their journey within the organization. And all of that has tremendous role in informing an employee's sense of belonging. And it is hard for anyone to show up at their best in any environment if they're always questioning whether or not they belong. And right now, due to this extended period of isolation, people don't have that level of proximity in terms of that physical interaction. So for those that were part of those vulnerable populations, maybe underrepresented, prior to COVID-19, if they were feeling a sense of exclusion and a lack of belongingness, then you can only imagine that that has heightened for them. And so we need to be thoughtful about um, creating that strong sense of, um, of belonging in the workplace. And a lot of that hey, has to do with, yes. I was just gonna ask, yeah. you know, okay, uh, all these are good points and probably should be um, part of an employer's, um, you know, DEI strategic plan anyway, in a sense, but how do you, if with a separation like this that we're in right now, how, how do you make somebody feel included? I mean, how, how, how do you do that? That, that is a great question. And um, it just requires being um, creative. It requires, um, you know, really leveraging the, um, the human capital that you have within your organization. So I know that a lot of people have been doing the Zoom calls, right, for the meetings. You know, you can't really mandate at this point in time that people have their videos on because not everybody is comfortable letting people into their homes, right? And I think sometimes we just assume that everybody's home life is such to where um, people want that to be exposed, but that's not always the case. And so I think that we need to make sure that we are touching base with our employees, right? We're asking the questions. We're not just doing business as usual, jumping straight in with, okay, so what's on the agenda for today? But we're really asking, how are you doing? We're making sure that they have connection points to be able to um, exercise self-care. You know, there's a huge influx of um, people that battle right now at a higher level with mental, with mental illness. Um, we have to be mindful too and flexible and agile as it relates to the timing in which we're connecting with our employees and to Kelly, as you mentioned in the beginning, to kind of get used to the fact that, you know, you may have some kids running in the background in the middle of a meeting on Zoom, or you may have to have someone to say, you know what, I absolutely can't do that time because that is the time that I have to administer, you know, medicine to my elderly parent that I'm a caregiver for. So I think it's just really about recognizing the complexities of um, people's lives and how that's impacting how in which they can perform and how in which they can do their work and trying to support that as much as possible. For organizations that have employee resource groups, that's a great connection point to also convene those groups in a virtual setting or as people start to trickle back to work um, in a way in which um, they can have that level of community and connectivity. But First and foremost, people have to be just knowledgeable of the fact that right now people are going through a number of different emotions and being connected to that. I think that, I think this is a really good time. I think, first of all, these are all good points. And um, I think that a lot of organizations are really trying to, I guess for 
lack of a better word, lighten things up a little bit, you know, because right. everybody's feeling a lot of stress and pressure. So from an inclusion perspective, you know, if people are doing videos, I know we did one, for example, where we've done a couple of different things and, and had some of our professors and staff members make videos and we sent them to somebody and have them and have them all put together to kind of, you know, encourage the students and things like this right before finals and get them prepared to come back in the fall, hopefully. And I mean, when you're doing something like that, you need to think about the members on your team um, and, and try to include all of them if possible, or at least all of them that want to participate. I mean, those kinds of things not only include folks, but it, it I think it, it makes for a better team and a better morale and better engagement going forward too. Oh, absolutely. You know, so I think the transparency piece is really important as well because trust is something that is compromised right now just simply because trust is built by the level of interaction and those relationships that are, are built, right? And so I think that the way to overcome that is, um, or at least to mitigate it, is you, you can't communicate enough. So over communicate right now, continue to keep employees informed of the decisions and not only of the decision, but even provide some intel into how much those decisions were arrived. Um, that helps people to have a level of comfort, which builds trust. And right now in this time of uncertainty, trust is, is, is significant for people. I think you've made such incredible points so far, Nika. Um, not surprised in any way, um, but I think that, you know, and Steve, you, you know this, just being an HR professional, you have to be so wildly intentional about your actions. And right now we're getting smacked in the face with everything we have to respond to from a COVID-19, right. you know, like as it relates to COVID-19 that we're not necessarily being intentional when we think about our, our employee who is a person, are they struggling? Are they, you know, I, I, I recently from someone who said, I'm having a hard time. Mm -hmm. And it was because it was because we have a great program where we're reaching out to people right. and all the things that, that I was, I was definitely taken aback. And I was like, thank goodness we took the time to be intentional and and just check in right yeah. so i think that that is that's such a it's it's almost like if i can summarize your presentation slow down because there's you're missing you're missing big pieces here yeah and 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 i really recognize um the need for speed right now and so i want to be fair in saying that i think it's kind of a both and you know, let's move rapidly, but let's make sure that we have the right perspectives at the table, that we're asking the right questions, that we're operating with the lens of equity, and we're considering the implications to all of our people and not making assumptions. And, you know, so it may, it may beg the question of, well, that does require us to slow down a little bit. But I think that if there is a mindset of, we need to make sure that this business now is about us, and that humanity factor at work is so important. And this is how really we're going to rise as, le as a leadership organization, you know, an organization that wants to be seen as, as, as an organization that's really looking out for its people and making the right decisions, that's in consideration of all of its people. You're gonna have to make sure that you are operating with the lens of equity right now. 
I think that the organizations that are going to rise to the top are going to be those that have really navigated this crisis in a very thoughtful um, way. And, and I'll be, I'm so excited to see what's gonna come on the other side of that because I think that many organizations are stepping up. There are some that they're trying to find their way, which is why I think it's important that these conversations are being had so that we can help amplify the need for a lens of leading inclusively as you know, really important decisions are being made that's gonna impact a lot of people. Yeah, and there's, there's um, you know, during this time, and, and obviously some people are, are just running around, um, you know, with a lot of, you know, a, a lot of things they have to do, and some are just trying to keep their head above water with the business. Other businesses are obviously closed. Um, we've encouraged people in this podcast to, if you're if you're not you know, if you're not operational, at least, or as operational as you were, so things are slower, mm -hmm. this should be a time where you, you really think about your strategy and your go forward, how to make your company better, how to do better employee relations, employee engagement, uh, DNI work, all that stuff. Now is the best time to, you know, use this time, take advantage of it, take it as a gift, in a sense, to actually process through what you want to be as an organization, as a manager, as a department, whatever, going forward. Yeah, no, Steve, I, I definitely agree. And as, as someone that's connected with the, a number of businesses, particularly a lot of small minority or women-owned businesses, that has been the resounding message is we're going to have to pivot. We're going to have to think about what products and services can we offer during this time that's relevant to this season. And, you know, going into the next season post-COVID-19, we may have to shift again. You know, we have to just determine whether or not there's still relevance and need for our services. But those who are going to survive are not those who are sitting back just waiting for all of the, the I's to be dotted and the T's to be crossed. It's really those that are exercising a great level of, um, you know, ingenuity um, to try to develop new products, new services, new ways of connecting. And I think that's going to be a huge opportunity for us, but we just have to make sure we can weather the storm as much as possible. Yeah. And I prepare agree. for the next storm because there will be another, there there will be another, be another storm. storm right? <laughs> Some, no, right it may not be a code. <laughs> but it's going to be another one. No, you're so right about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think many companies are going to be judged based on how they react to this crisis. Oh, absolutely. Um, I was I was having a conversation with my team today and a lot of the things that we're doing my company is just amazing and just doing such great work um, and just I, I was my commentary to them was this will be our legacy how we behave in this will be what's remembered long after this it's just like coming out of the recession how we behaved coming out of the recession was how we were remembered yeah um, yeah and I even think that here's an opportunity for organizations to think about how can we leverage and really take advantage of the shift to remote working to evaluate sources of talent. You know, I think that there's a lot of people that are left out of the consideration set because of the thought that they have to be literally inside of an office tied to a desk. Yeah. But you know, now the opportunities of, of talent is, is broadening. And I'm hoping that many organizations are going to leverage that and take advantage of it. 
yeah. even those, and even from a DEI perspective, there are many individuals that, for whatever reason, maybe they don't have, you know, access to transportation to where they can just commute every single day to get to a job, or perhaps they have some type of um, disability that does not prevent them from doing the work, but it's, it's a much more comfortable situation for them to do it in their home, and they still can be effective at the mm -hmm. job. So I think we're going to see a lot of additional opportunities for those that have been left out of the workforce considerations historically. I hope so. I, mean, I, I, do. so. <laughs> I hope so. So Nika, any final words as we wrap up our podcast today? I just want to encourage everybody to let's make sure that we are mobilizing um, in solidarity around the most vulnerable right now, because um, those who were vulnerable prior to COVID-19 are going to find themselves in a much more vulnerable state that's going to be hard to overcome. If we as just society in general do not take a moment to recognize our sources of power and privilege and leverage those in a way that helps those others be able to get a chance of, of surviving this, you know, and I say surviving, really the word that I want to use is thriving. I don't want us to see this as, as a situation that we are needed to survive from. Let's thrive from this situation and become better. So I am so grateful to both you, Kelly and Steve for having me on today and uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to share. Nika, thank you so much. I feel like we could talk for hours, so we, we may have to on you Zoom. You have to just invite me back. Yes, we'd love to have you back. We'd absolutely love to have you back and we'd love to have you in person one day. And, yes, yes, and, I love that. I mean, this is important work because this is, this is not the work that you normally see HR departments focus on, but this is the stuff that makes a difference. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you all yeah, for the platform. Thank you, Nika. Well, thank you, Nika. And you know, if you, look, it, look for our listeners, if you need anybody on the the DEI side, if you want a speaker to come speak to your management staff, Nika is an excellent speaker. Um, always entertaining and and good and very thoughtful. Obviously, you can tell that through the the podcast here and. Um, we appreciate her and what she does in the community. She's very active in the community and, and gives back in many ways. Um, also, I want to thank our sponsors. We can't forget our sponsors, Hainsworth Sinclair Boyd. If you want, it to, if you want a good, a good uh, uh, employment advice, please use Hainsworth Sinclair Boyd. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Nika. Thank you. Bye-bye.